0: to be here this time of year time to celebrate your great victory come on up here buck all right girls show him what he's won This is your life, Buck. Look at all the people here to cheer you on. Oh, don't mind that. That's the vat of blood. Now, you might wonder... What is he up to now? Get that spotlight on Buck. Hey Buck, come on out here and get your reward. Girls, show him what he's won. All eyes on you. All eyes on you. All eyes on you. to be here, this time of year, I know you think you know where you're going, but don't you understand, we're always there, ahead of you, Buck, Buck, now, I didn't want this to happen. You're not supposed to be afraid. You're a big, strong man. Remember that. Girls, show him what he's won. The only problem is, only the dead go there. <laughs> we'll be there waiting. We'll be there Waiting. We'll be there waiting. We'll be there. All right, well, you get the idea. All right, so part two. Yeah, I had to, uh, uh, you know, a lot going. is long going on around here. I'm not on my own time necessarily, but I'm um, out of the hospital. I'm in acute rehab here. And um what we're trying to do is get my legs working again, which is pretty tough and then everything else kind of working. So there's a lot of working. There's a lot of physical training going on trying to get, you know, back into uh some, you know, independence first of all so that I can continue when I get home to uh be able to um Take care of myself, you know minimally, and then you know we want to probably um continue this uh training and stuff for after I get home you know to to uh continue the uh i mean there's two ways to go: one way is I could just you know uh drink and eat and do nothing with my body and just let it go to hell and just you know, get sick and I'll be the end of it. And a lot of people do that. And, or I can, you know, fight against it and see what we can do. And I think, um, not only fighting against it, I'm just kind of like, at this point, trying to like understand what I've learned through this whole year of infection. It's been like, you know, June on, Basically, the whole year of 2023 has been sickness, and um, um, yeah, there's a tendency to blame myself and and examine myself and say, you know, what have I what have I been doing, and um, you know, and 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 what is it? And I think you know, the the answer is really can only be to be led by the Lord, you know, and in and, and all things and, and and just, you know, making the best of what uh, what we've got, you know, and what, what the Lord's given me. And, and, you know, we have, on the one hand, uh, the podcast, which I know that a lot of people get something out of that. They may not all get it at the same time, but I mean, eventually it filters around the world, you know, various places. So there's the pod and then there's the, you know, sort of what I would call international independent film company, Crazed House, which is uh, another endeavor that I believe that uh, I believe I had the unction of the Lord to to seek it. But it's also had its, you know, its problems with uh, sharks out there and all kinds of, you know, people trying to, uh, you know, rip us off and hurt us and. And so, you know, there's only so much of that we can take. So, I mean, we've got, you know, uh, issues. But the, the the main issue is to let the Lord work and to basically, uh, you know, I mean, and like in my life, I can just show up and do the work I have at hand and, and let them, you know, just trust that the Lord will have it. And if it's the Lord's will that uh, everything fails and I just die, then um, I guess that's the Lord's will. I, I I really don't have an opinion of it, whether positive or negative. I just there's really nothing I can do about it. Understand? I mean, there's nothing I can, you know, I can't fight the Lord. I can't fight the world. I can't fight the universe. I can't. If if that's it and it's my time, then it's my time. If it's a time of failure where everything I do fails, well, then it's a time where everything I do fails. You know, I think it fails. If I breathe, it fails. If I if I look um, at the world and analyze it, it fails. And, and so, you know, with enough of that, you, you get the idea. You get the idea that, oh, okay. So that's not happening. So I have the alternative. The alternative is to do nothing. To just... Float downstream. There's no sense affirming it or denying it. It is what it is. And um, for whatever reason, we're in our configurations. I mean, nobody told you to go out and get a job doing this, that, or the other thing. No one told me to start an international film company. Nobody nobody told us to, to do this F report. Nobody said to go... There's nowhere I can find where there's some edict to go do the things that we've done. But having done them, and having now being stewards of what's done, we do the best we can, and if all of our best efforts end up in failure, then I suppose, um, well, then then it wouldn't be much different than a plane crash. Wouldn't be that much different than the Titanic going down. Wouldn't be that, you know, th- 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 that much different than people being in a sudden uh, car accident, and things like that happen every day, or being in, in the Ukraine at the wrong time, or being wherever, you know. But this idea of eternity. So the reason I'm mentioning all this is because most people feel they have a dead end, and that everything they've done is is in vain. And then nothing is going to really work out. And they're just trying to get through the next day to see if they can get through another day after that. And, um, I'm here to say, well, another way to look at it would be to just, um, not analyze it, but just go. If you're going to go through it, you got to go through it. There's really nothing you can do to stop from going through it, um, if that's your lot in life to go through it. And so people say, well where's the appreciation? Where's the love? Where's the the good feeling? Where are the good vibes? A lot of people say, well in a bottle of vodka, in a in a in a drug, in this and that, in some escape. And so then when those are taken away, and all you've got is the harsh world and the Lord, then the only place of peace would be the Lord. And so, you you know, making peace with that is is, is what everyone has to eventually do because nobody has a um, a perfect situation. Most people are what I would call um, unhappy, especially now with their situation. It doesn't matter political lines, whatever. They're just unhappy. And some people are kind of temporarily happy, and they kind of go up and down. But I mean, in general, most people are, are unhappy, and I'll tell you why they are. It's because we all have to face death. So now let's get into it, shall we? <laughs> anyway, it, you know, not to bring you know, be so morbid about it, but it eventually is something that is kind of hanging on every life. This idea of death and finality and and the the inability to get done what, what needs to be done to make you happy um, when nobody told you to do that thing that you think needs to be done to make you happy and would it make you happy? Uh, the answer is probably not. So we put all these hurdles in front of us and these structures to overcome thinking that's what we have to do to, to be happy, to die a good death. And I'm here to tell you, well... When I was dying a good death, there's no me to really even experience it. I was just gone. And then I came back. So there is no good death, really. There's just absence from this situation. And, uh, how do you make peace with that? Well, I make peace with it this way, you know, just cherish the, uh, the moment. Because the moments are, you know, when they're good, they are of God, you know. Whenever there's a good feeling or laughter, you know, just like the Bible says, anything of good report, if there's anything going on, miracles, whatever, sharing those and sharing any kind of good thing or even any kind of laughter, that that's probably, you know, as close to uh, transcending this whole thing. And, and getting meaning out of life is any other thing that I've ever heard of. Because going into deep philosophy equals sorrow. Trying to, you know, throw out um, Jesus and get into, you know, man worship is sorrow. Trying to say, well, you know, man is, you know, I see more life in man than I do in God. And it's like, well, you don't see God. That's your problem. You don't see God. You th- you think you do, but you're, you're still on that uh God particle idea that hopefully they'll discover that and you and your friends will be like doing this Shiva dance and I can tell you this that's a recipe for real sorrow you know these man-made religions are a recipe for disaster but they do offer entertainment okay so let's get to the topic of entertainment while we're at it anyway greetings in the name of the Most High Zef Daniel here uh, of- four or five IQ points higher than I was uh, physically down the scale missing limbs legs missing legs you you know I have to walk in a walker and you know there's people that spot me and it's it's um, not pleasant but you know what things could be worse right would I want to be gone hell no So, what makes me so happy? Well, what makes me happy, and maybe this is the secret of happiness, is that in the moment here, I'm just terribly, uh, I'm just giddy with excitement. I I am happy. I guess it's because I see, you know, um, I see another side to all this. I don't see, like, people as an obstacle, necessarily. I just see that everyone's going through their struggles and everything, and me, I just feel buoyed by, could I just say that God and, you know, I'm, you know, it's half of it's hurting, you know, I'm missing my home and all that, and the other half is, um, you know, feeling completely taken care of, like complete peace, and, and I have no fear, no worry. Jesus is my rock. You know, I have uh, my portion in the Lord, I shall not want. Um, You know, Psalm, all of them. uh, And, uh, you know, Sermon on the Mount, don't worry. I just have this feeling, you know, that I'm exactly where God wants me to be. And therefore, because I'm exactly where God wants me to be, he meets me where he wants me to be and prevents me from... Because I've had, you know, bouts where I just started kind of breaking down, crying, you know. Like, I don't know about feeling sorry for myself, but just, you know, the, the whole world situation, you know, I was kind of crying. And then I feel God comes in and just buoys me up, you know, and stops it and, and uh, intervenes and gives, gives me another direction. Now, am I doing that? No. Am I seeking that? No, I'm not seeking too much. I'm just here. So I'm podcasting because of the you know, joy of communicating with you and trying to share some of these thoughts about eternity and death and you know, happiness and, and uh and sustenance because, you know, the world is, you know, half the people I know that are young, they want to save the world from Larry Fink. And I admit, that's a worthy goal. Larry Fink, he don't think, you know what I mean? He's just like an adult, adult with trillions of dollars at his disposal who can do a lot of damage. And the same with all of them, you know, they just, something happened to their brains where they just atrophied. They just became, you know, it's sort of like how silicone is not part of carbon. And, you know, uh, uh, if you think in terms of silicone or digital, your mind is really limited to that that medium. And I think their minds are so digitized that they're just relegated to the digital realm of AI, where AI can't solve anything. I mean, it can do technology, I suppose, come up with better gadgets, devices, whatever. But I mean, it doesn't really mean intelligence. Artificial intelligence is... Um, It already has a word in front of it called artificial. Well, artificial intelligence is not intelligence. So it's, you know, so anyway, all the plans of mice and men, that's why 2024 is a year of, a lot of people say it's a year of a turnaround. I certainly don't disagree with that. It's a year of the pushback. I don't disagree with that. But it's also a year of forgetting. Forgetting, well, what was the agenda, the COVID, they were fighting, we have a civil war, we got all this stuff, because Larry Fink wants it, because he's stupid, and he doesn't think, so he wants to, like, bludgeon people. That's that's his answer, right? Ugh, ooh, caveman, you know? And that's... Unfortunately, you're not dealing with people that, you know, would be like a whiz behind a, a chess set or something. You're not dealing with people that... Are deep thinkers. You're thinking about people that just want power, and they don't care how they get it. And once they get it, they don't even know what to do with it. They just, they're just um, big time waste on the planet. And at the same time, you think God is fooled. God knows exactly what they're doing. He's putting what he's doing in 2024 is thwarting them all. He's thwarting them as we speak. That's why our minds are going to other things now, starting to get a little more creative, starting to think of other things, starting to appreciate other things, starting to to look at other things like, uh, um, you know, beyond this, what was it we went through, a woke cultural struggle or some kind of thing like that, that seems like that's out the window too. Everything's out the window in 2024. Everything will be out the window because God is saying enough is enough and there is a God and God does answer. And by the way, God wants the big prayers. Lord, I just pray that everybody that listens to us today is healed of whatever affliction they have, especially in the mind. Lord, people that are troubled in mind, soothe them, give them that peace that surpasses understanding now, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. And I mean now, I don't mean five minutes from now. Because that's a big prayer now. Oh, I prayed that, and Lord's not offended. He says, Zeph, I want you to pray big prayers. Why can't you ask me the big stuff? Okay, Lord, can you turn off Larry Fink and all the rest of them and, and let your people, you know, thrive on the planet? If it be thy will, I mean, can you do that, Lord, in Jesus' name? Please, there's a big one for you, Lord. Now, I don't know the outcome of that. All I do know is that, uh, you know, we've had, um, you know, 17 to 20 million people killed with this COVID uh, vaccines and other things happening. Of course, there's a lot of people dying anyway. And I, I really, I just feel like we're in the midst of a giant failure and chaos and that people are just going to, like, forget about what's going And they're just going to go another direction. Isn't that interesting? And I've had this feeling for quite a while leading up to 2024. And I did have a time when, when I was really out of it, you know, where I could see different layers of reality and, and you know, the hospital I was in and different, you know, layers of being and just... Different kinds of dimensions, and really, it's all okay. You know, I think um, the the Patriots are going to have their moment. I I, I I think Alex Jones will probably end up being the mainstream voice, along with you know the rest of the Elon Musk, and that yes, Andrew Tate will teach you how to get what is it. Private planes and um, Ferraris—I don't know—all that shit—and uh, that's just to me. That's not really pleasing of God, so I don't, I don't go there. You know what I mean? I just uh, don't really. You're not going to hear that from me, but you will hear, you know, prophetic utterance. And that is, um, there's this great forgetfulness going on, and for, forgetting is, is part of healing you know forgive and forget right you've well forgetfulness going on there's also forgiveness and I think that's what kind of has to happen um, and I do think that that I'm not sure when we'll see that but I do think that this intensity of this war this cultural war multicultural war the Ukraine boondoggle and all the rest of it I just think it runs out of steam. Yeah. Plus, all the people that are criminals in it are all exposed. What are they going to do? So anyway, this is the Zephyr Port, designed to comfort you where you live. And um, so I'm just getting my, my sea legs, well... My sea legs under me. And, um, you know, I intend to... Uh, Uh, to to be a part of this conversation. And if nothing else, I would say that my end of the conversation leads to um, knowing and peace, even though the knowing may not be discussionable, if that's the word, even though it may not be something that, um, it may be a silent knowing. But I just love the idea that, despite everything that's gone wrong you can rest in the Lord you know and um, I guess the reason I don't beat the hell out of myself for having gotten sick and all the rest of it and even though it's probably on me for being careless um, I probably uh, don't have a lot of uh, uh, angst about it because you can always repent. You can always change course and you can always, you can, or, you know, what I like to do is just hand it all over. He goes, look, my, you know, Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And you know, give me the uh, problem. So that's what I intend to do. And when I do that, I just feel like uh, super victorious in that. And I'm looking forward to getting um, home. We're working on a, a couple of films and, and working on uh, uh, some some music. But I, I don't know, if, you know, how highly rebellious the music will be in the future. Probably pretty high, because I, I do find a lot of what's in, you know, life on the planet to be kind of absurd. But the absurdity always stems from the denial of God and denial of creation, of design. And that's where it comes from. Anyway, so how are you all doing? Good? I'm not sure. I won't be here that much longer. Um, But I do need to kind of carry it on. You know, there's things I need to do as I get out to, uh, you know, as I rehabilitate and get out there, I'm going to have to, uh, adapt my studio. I'm still working in, uh, the international film. We're planning on doing one in Cyprus, uh, which is a long ways away from here. And, uh, so that's going and, and I'm, um, You know, just like taking one step at a time and all this. And I do realize that I'm 70. Almost. Uh, Another weird thing about all this is I've been... You know, leading up to this time, I was really hitting the booze and hitting the... All kinds of things I shouldn't have been hitting. And, uh, you know, now I'm sober and, and forcibly so. You know what I mean? It's like... I was forced into sobriety. Holy shit. No willpower necessary. (laughs) Because it's clear to me there's two ways to go. Self-destruction or epiphany. It seems to me if we climb into that epiphany, it's like, it involves, you know, like meditating on the universe and thinking about the Lord and just getting you know into the adventure of, okay, so Lord, where do you want to go today? What do you want to do today? How should I think about this situation, Lord? What would you like me to say to this person or that person? What do you want me to say on the Zephyr report? And the Lord comes up with it. I mean, it's like we're basically ministering to each other today about time, space, achievement, death, and dying. That's the topic today. Death and dying, if the plug was pulled, are you all right? Or is there a bucket list? Friends, let me make a suggestion. I suggest all of us, including me. I mean, there's two bucket lists, okay? There's one that is conscious and tangible and tactile. It's right in front of you. You're always, you know, toying with it. There's another bucket list, which is kind of distant and sort of a feeling and kind of an emotion and sort of a glimpse and a little vision. But it's not like right there of self-will, powered by self-will. I suggest you go with that second bucket list. As the Lord delivers. There's no need for a bucket list. That would be just some, you know, that's just a recipe for sorrow. I've talked to people that have said, and I wanted to achieve this, and I wanted to achieve that, and I have, and I wanted people to see that I wasn't just a a loser, blah, blah, blah. It's like, all you got, there, there are no losers. As long as you get up and keep going, there's no losers. The only time you lose is if you give up. And what does that mean, give up? Well, I'm so frustrated, I just give up. The world sucks, and that's it. I'm just going to sit there with my arms crossed and fuck all you people. Um, That would be giving up. But the problem with that is, now you've taken the world on your shoulders. Now you're playing God. Now uh, you're responsible for everything that's happened. So you've just magnified your sorrow 100%. And there's no way. what, What you want... And I'm just, forgive me for being presumptuous. What you want, what I want, is beautiful avoidance. You know what I mean? Like, I've been around a lot of old people lately. Old people that, you know, have broken their legs and are trying to get therapy and, you know, they're just, um, you know, 192 years old. And, uh... Why do they keep going? It's because life keeps going until it runs out. And then when that hourglass runs out, uh, you're off to an adventure. And if you don't see it as an adventure, if you see it as a finality, then, okay, so you're not paying attention to the fact that the Lord is saying, I created this. I created all of it, including all the... uh, you know, everything that you have to do with science and math and all the stuff that people have discovered, the Lord created all that. And then it goes beyond that, even into you know, quantum and then beyond quantum into other kinds of physics that include more or less nonlinear thought and nonlinear. Um, you know, for example, uh, if you take the theory of parallel universes, you know, it's sort of like super quantum uh Uh, doctrine, uh, you know, and and anything can happen in any universe. Well, and then, of course, comes in the doctrine of eternity, which is uh, interesting because the Bible alludes to people being reincarnated, not only being reincarnated, but the Bible alludes to people having been here uh, before this ever happened. Our minds were conformed to Christ before we even got here. So we've been in eternity. So, folks, if you take it that way, we exist in eternity, and we are in this temporary time-space continuum, which then goes until what's called death. But death is really just a door opening. It's really a birth. So, again, it's win-win. No one loses. It doesn't matter what age you are. All that really matters is that... We don't become the judge jury and executioner of ourselves saying we should have achieved this, we should have done that, we could have done this, wish we had done that, you know, and a lot of that comes from jealousy. You know, we look at the bouncing ball and the shiny objects they put on Facebook, which is now just basically ads, and they put those things on Facebook of rock stars and, you know, legends and people that really matter and of course the little people don't matter well that's not true everybody matters equally just the same so when they hit you with all that stuff they're creating a cognitive dissonance they're creating an unhappy situation they're creating a disparity between you know rich and poor famous not famous legendary not legendary Uh, the -the run-of-the-mill you know People that don't matter versus these special icons that do. Well, they don't. You know, they're advertising, trying to get you to go see their movies or go see their, their shows, their comedy shows or go see them perform or whatever it is. Um, uh, it's all a ruse. And if you, if you take it seriously, then, you know, the thing to do is get out of there. I would. I mean, I, I look at Facebook every once in a while. I scroll through, but I don't feel like participating much because it just seems so rigged, you know, pre-rigged to get me to have a certain thought outcome. Which is, oh wow, look at all these people doing all these things. You know, I'm I'm old now, and my time's coming gone. I might as well just go sit in the corner. And of course, that you know, that is giving up. And and then they win. Well, why do they do that? Because they need you to pay attention to the minutiae, to something they're pushing. A person, say they're pushing, uh, you know, Jason Momoa or something, or they're pushing Sylvester Stallone, or they're pushing one of these icons that we've had forever. It's a a yawn, oh my God, still an icon, you know. An icon according to who? According to the money people, the people that, you know, are going to make money off the icon, you know. And um, you... Aid and abet that by paying attention to the the ads going by. I mean, that's how we pay attention to it. And then we go, oh, wow, look at this. Oh, wow, look at that. Oh, look at that TikTok. Look at these people achieving this. Look at those people achieving that. And eventually it wears on you. And you know that. Well, my only way of combating it is I just have, you know, my own thoughts about things. And I do believe that, you know, God informs my mind in such a way that is, um, you know, superior to that uh, that's going on on Facebook or TikTok or any of those things where I know they're just trying to get my attention. They're just trying to get me to have a certain feeling or go see the movie Barbie or whatever it is. So stupid. And, um, you know, we fall for it. And to the extent that people fall for it, they're unhappy. Because they feel like FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. It's like, oh no, the whole world is FOMO. It's all FOMO. I'm really missing out. (laughs) What am I going to do now? I'm missing out. It's FOMO. I really have FOMO. And I'm missing out. I'm really missing out of that and this and Look at, look at Steven Tyler's down there on the beach in Maui having a, you know, 2024 bash, even though he looks like he's about to creak What does it matter? Uh, 2024, I was, where was I? New Year's, I was in my room. Maybe I was, I don't even know what I was doing. I was probably just uh, listening to some music or something and the year came and went. I woke up the next day. And I didn't feel I missed out on anything. Probably because I got a long journey to go in terms of uh, being up and around and, and being, you know, it's, I, I don't have room for negativity. It has to be positivity for me all the way. So, And what I've found with positivity is, oh, positivity is totally godly right cuz you're you're putting cuz god is positive right he's the positive charge he's the creative charge in the universe so when you're positive you're aligning with god and then you know how many miracles come from positivity so i'm putting that toward my body and toward you know rehab you know and trying to get that thing you know working again as best as i can and then you know eventually eventually i'll return home from this uh this big battle in the Ukraine that I've been in, you know, fighting the Russians, you know, just like everybody goes home. I'll, hopefully I'll go home with enough intact to hug my dog. I don't know. I'm hoping and I'm praying that that happens. But of course, some of that's dependent on me, you know, working hard. But they, they're pushing me here. I mean, just just so you know, in rehab, they, they uh, they're pushing me at least three hours a day. I know and they push me until I'm just like really tired and then they've got uh nurses you know they they give me the antibiotics they do all kinds of they do all kinds of things here that we can't really do at home you know so I'm uh but the other thing I found out today is people do bring their dogs so I'm hoping to see Ben's here uh there's an area to, I think, run the dogs around here. but I'm, I'm not sure where it is, but, uh, you know, you can... Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I'll, I'll keep you informed. When I get home, I'm going to revamp the studio, and uh, I got trailers to cut. I've got dialogue to cut. I've got all kinds of stuff to do on our existing projects. Um, we did uh, just updating you on progress from Crazed House. Yeah, Cravest House is a pretty cool thing to be, you know, working on right now. It, um, we found a home for the documentary about yours truly and how I became a writer after being traumatized, um, through, you know, satanic abuse and every other, I don't even know what the hell those people were involved in. I mean, it was just a lot of stuff and how I, you know, became a writer and wrote the film Society. That's all it's about. But it's found a home, and we signed with, uh, uh, you know, a good uh, uh, agent for it. And um, so it's going to be out there. And you're going to see it. And then, meanwhile, the Quantum Devil uh, went through a problem where the distributor kind of you know, rips it off and doesn't pay us. And then, and then you know, we, we thought they were really bucks up because they were connected to chicken soup for the soul. But that meant nothing. And, you know, Redbox Entertainment, and that meant nothing. So they threw it on this, like, Tubi-type channel. I think you can still get it on um, YouTube. you got to pay for it. It's uh, no longer on Amazon. They took it off Apple iTunes because of this conflict. So we're in conflict over the quantum devil. That being said, a little rumor has it that you'll be able to get uh, DVDs of the uh, director's cut off CrazedHouse.com. And uh, along with, you know, Barato, you know, coins, there's a few left. Uh, we need to make another, you know, run at uh, schwag. Right now we're working on, um, well, I can't tell you. It's kind of a secret project, but it's like a revival of a film that uh, is going to go through like an AI treatment and just just a total post-production effort. And uh, so I'm kind of excited about that. Then the theme is death. Yeah, death. Well, death is, it's, you know, we don't talk about death enough. I mean, I think that's one of the problems that... um, we just all hope it just doesn't come. But I, I'm in a position to see a lot of people whose lives are suddenly changed by traumatic situations, car wrecks, this, that, the other thing. And they're, you know, coming in for this rehab stuff. So it's, um, you know, it's... Not that you want to dwell on it, but you have to, you know, keep in mind it's a possibility. At the same time, not have it wreck your day. You know, it's it, it takes a spiritually strong kind of tuned in person to really understand all that so uh, I'm I think I'm putting that together I think with my sorrow toward being away and being sequestered as I am and and uh, and all that um, through that sorrow I'm I'm expanding my ability to understand humanity more. You know what I mean? Because it's like I'm not the only one, and you realize that about life. And uh, what's really important, I, 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 you know, it's important to you know do the news, and it's important to you know this whole circus thing about Trump and the you know the versus you know the Democrats and what they want to do, and this crazy shit that's going on. I think everyone is sick of that and everyone wants things to uh you know, be somewhat normal, but it's 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 gonna have to play out and people are gonna have to um understand that there's a there's a sections of our society that are really vulnerable and they're they're not too bright and they just like take orders and go, you know, you know how they 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 had riots and things like that. That that can happen, you know although I kind of think this is going to be a different season. And again, look for God's intervention. Now is a time of miracles. I'm seeing miracles out there. We need to look for, you know, God's intervention when there's a miracle. We need to say it and understand it and, you know, proclaim it, that there are miracles, miracle healings. Well... I'm a miracle, you know, and I'm still here. Now, how much longer I go, I don't know. But at least coming to you through this podcast right now, this is a miracle. But I mean, I understand the reason you're tuning in is because you want to know how are you going to get through your life and be at peace versus being. Because, you know, you're going to watch the news, you're going to look at the stats and you're going to listen to the underground radio and you're going to listen to all the podcasters out there and it's going to get, it's going to get you really tense and upset well, where's so there has to be a peace that that kind of modifies the whole thing right because the peace shows that you are of God if you don't have that peace then you're just another person running around worrying about stuff and being proactive in a way that may or may not be helpful So I think we wait on the Lord. I think we recognize that we're a peculiar people. We recognize that we are a people. We're a a people. We're We're a group. John 17 says it clearly. God took us and gave us to Jesus. That's what it says. God made us and then gave us to Jesus to watch over, to shepherd us. Go back and look at John 7. In fact, read 15 through 17. Most powerful three chapters in the world. And the conclusion is, I am one in God. God is one in me. I'm one in Christ. Christ is one in me. We are all one in God. God is one in all of us as one. One family. One peculiar people. And part of our job here, okay... So when you wonder, well, what's my job? A big part of it is being a witness. Not being proactive, like fighting all the demons up and down the hallway, but being a witness. Like, let the Lord see what he, what you're seeing through your eyes and as your process of, you know, and, and see how things can change, too. Like when people come on strong and they're like very, you know, controlling of you, and then all of a sudden it just evaporates, and then you're friends, you know, Watch how things can happen so quickly right now. The time of miracles. I'm going to deem this period where now is the time of miracles. And it's going to go all the way through the, the time of heat. The time of summer, the time of heat. And I believe that um, probably there'll be a lot of heat coming in the fall. Well, you know, there'll be a lot of heat coming down the pike. But as we go through this whole season winding up in the big thaw, winding up in the big heat, I think we all are going to be seeing the Lord and we're going to be standing down and saying, Lord, not my understanding, but yours. Bring us the peace that surpasses understanding. We are a people, a peculiar people. We're here to be your witness, to be your ambassador. We're here to be your, your eyes and ears and your, and your mouth to communicate to others that there is help. I can't save myself, folks. I cannot save myself. I can't go align with God on my own. I can't do anything on my own. Do you understand? I can't do can't do shit on my own. I must have the miracle of the Lord. Something from outside myself. That's just like when Paul had the the the, the big you know. Revelation on the road to Damascus, and the big light hit him. It's just it, it came from outside and it hit him. He was killing Christians. He was debauching himself probably endlessly with God knows what I didn't even want to speculate, but it was so bad that he became celibate. So it must have been pretty bad, right?, you know, that we would say. and um, he was ruthless. I believe he oversaw Stephen's death. That had no impact on him until later. Um, But when he got the call, and Jesus said, "Why are you persecuting me?" You know, and then and then and then and then because it was real. It came from outside. Paul was convinced it was a miracle, saved him, and what happened to him? He was completely changed. Now he was snarky, admittedly. Some people don't like his writings. His letters are kind of like a little bit didactic, a little bit, you know. If you don't follow the rules, blah blah blah. You know, there's all this kind of, you know, um, you know the, you know the whole uh, people that have the whole gay thing going. They get mad because don't no more of this cornholio and stuff. I I just I'm sorry to make little of it, but I'm not, I'm not making little of it. I'm just saying that there uh, there are people like him that have gone through what he went through and i think what he's trying to do is said saying look if you were a roman citizen if you were in this whole debauch thing if you were cheering on the christians being killed by the lions if you were like you know into the bloodlust of gladiators well you know and and into the just pure lust of just you know fucking anything that moves and Killing anything that moves, and just killing and fucking and eating and throwing up and just—you know what I mean—the ultimate in decadence. Okay, if that's you, stop it. I think that's all that was really meant to be said, and that he's tried to start in with this. Well, you know, this doesn't bode well, you know, and then and then he's he really get into the 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 whole thing of cross-dressing and all that, he answered it all from his perspective, but I ultimately look at that as, and I look at people I've worked with in the arts who all, many of whom had, you know, men wearing makeup and being gay and doing this and that and throughout the whole thing, I never really had a problem with anybody, you know, I never really had any, uh, anything to say about it, I had my own way of living. But for me, it's Jesus that kind of sets the the real tone because I found that every time, for example, when I went to this Calvary Chapel thing, the guy stood up there and went on and on and on about um, you know gay people and how wrong it was, and how you're going to hell and all that. Later, I found out that he and his wife had been uh, gay and 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 abusers of their children. And I'm like, you can't make this up. You know, standing there self-righteously lecturing everything. So what I found in the Christian world is the reason that I got completely nixed and rejected. Ouch. It didn't hurt that bad. It was because... um, I wouldn't conform to that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get into that kind of judgmentalism or that sort of, you know, team player esque, uh, massive put down of. I don't even know what they're trying to do, but it was like they're trying to get everybody on the same page, and then ultimately, if you're not on the same page, then they want to kick you out. And and so, it, meaning like if you're not, you know, helping to bring in money every week, or you're not, you know, just you know what I mean. It's being on the same page. So I know Jesus hated that. And I know the wars we went through from 2003, the prophecy wars, Jesus hated that. The war of all these people writing these nasty things about me and I remember Rich Keltner and Frankie. and I know God hated that. All that kind of stuff God hated because it's all fraught with witchcraft, meaning control. Right? Meaning either God controls it or man controls it. If man controls it, then it's, it, it ultimately devolves to, to witchcraft, which just means I'm using quantum physics to control stuff. Sympathetic magic, blah, 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 blah. And so when it's God controls, it's like, it's out of my hands. It's out of my hands. God controls it. It's out of my hands. Lord, I'm just going to see what you've got. And then when that miracle happens, we have to say it. We've got to witness and I think a lot of us, including myself, have been reluctant to witness in a world that's so hostile toward the Lord. Do you know what I mean? And I think I think that's something where we need to shore it up. But I'll tell you, I would want no other way of going, and I just want more of what this is. And um, I like the idea that even though I have every reason to cry myself to bed every night, that I'm not doing that because I'm feeling buoyed by something is lifting me something's holding me aloft and it's your prayers I know that but isn't it interesting it's prayer in Jesus name it's a miracle because the way I should feel is completely devastated and lost and you know crying and upset and you know uh, and uh, I don't feel that way I don't feel like I'm going to be a, a spring chicken I'm not in denial, but I do feel like there are miracles going on all around and healing miracles and that I want to see that i want to be a part of that i want to, i want to name i want to, i want to witness to that uh that movement of oh god i want to, i want to see rather than using logic I want to see what he does with this whole this kind of, uh, what could I call it? It's kind of a reactionary cabal led by the Elon Musk of the world and Alex Jones and others. You know, they're, they're leading a, um, a charge to have a renaissance and all that. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think, you know, they're inspired to go the opposite way but I'm 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 giving that to the lord you know what I mean and just watching seeing how it manifests you know how um because ultimately when you get these guys together and I've heard them on uh X you know heard their all their discussions including that Vivek Ramaswamy guy and some others with their ideas on saving the republic and all the rest of it I think all those ideas are good I think I think um, you, you know, the only criticism I have is, is just the enormity of, you know, negativity against people right now. is just so enormous that you need God's help to really, to really overcome it. And, and how do you get God's help? Okay. So it has to be from outside in it can't be i'm getting god's help as we speak thanks god lord may i have your help please i'm waiting on the lord for his help please you know so there's that and how about this one how should i think about this reactionary movement of i mean i love the elon musk uh, edict of having more children that's what we've been haven't we been talking about that for about f- a few months Going back to Genesis, it says replenish. And that word replenish always makes me stumble. It's like, re? What's this, you know, re stuff going on? Then it, then it's like, well, the Garden of Eden, you know, he made woman. And then, but earlier it goes, he made women and men to replenish the earth. And he says, then he goes to the Garden of Eden story. So it's like, okay, so we have to break that down. Um, but, but, you know... This idea that we would have more children, this idea that there would be a civilization, this idea that there would be a civilization called humanity, all that is is good, but how does it become God-centered when God has to come from the outside in? Salvation has to come from the outside in, usually when a person's completely broken. You know, and it's like a lot of people say, I gotta include God in this, I'm gonna include God and in that. I'm, gotta, I gotta remember to push hard into God. It's like wait a second, God you don't push hard into God. God pushes hard into you. Doesn't it? Isn't that the way it works? The other way around. So, just a, a thought, you know, as I watch. And I hope to become uh more active with these, but I may go into some geopolitics pretty soon. I mean, obviously, my heart is with the people of God. My heart's with the people of God. My heart's with the people that, that want to have a civilization. My heart is not with the Silicon Meisters, uh, not with Silicon Valley. My heart is with the uh, the human beings who don't want to go extinguish, who want to give everything to the Lord and just, like, you know, be a new civilization. I, I love this idea, but I also understand that we are we're creating the same exact problems that we had before by doing it in our own linear, man-made fashion. And here we are, what with voting and this and that, and you know, in, you know, counter you know, a, a, a counter movement and another counter movement, and here's and then all the confusion and all the crooks coming into it. And it's like, well, the only way to stave that off is to have that protection for God, is to have that multi-media you know, approach. So, you know, I'm I'm kind of going on a ways with this. But what I'm really meaning to say is that uh, there is no movement without God. There is no miracle without God. There is no witness without God. So who are the two witnesses? What is the... Uh, is it just going to go like they win, they win, they win, and then all of a sudden in the end, Babylon falls and they lose, where it looks like you know the uh, uh, you know Satan is let out and the bottomless pit is open and you know Apollyon gets out there and it's like you know just wreaking havoc, and then um, you know eventually Babylon falls and they lose. No, there's something else. It's gotta be faith. It's gotta be the world. When that they, they've gotta they have to understand. When you're when you're waiting for something outside, first of all, you're not waiting. You're proactive. There is no such thing as waiting for Godot. Remember that play, waiting for Godot? It's like waiting for God and God never shows up. Wrong. You don't wait for nobody waits for God. Do you ever wait for God? I don't wait for God. I'm part of it. How, I don't know, because it's not, I mean, my conscious effort's meaningless in this regard. If I say I'm going with it, that's kind of meaningless too. So what do I mean? Uh, it, what I mean is enigmatic. I can't explain what I mean. You just have to take my word for it. When it's a, when it's a, a thing, when it's a miracle, you know, you know it. And uh, I think we've, we've gone long enough, struggled long enough, hurt long enough to where the, the, the people that are decent need to uh, have their day. And they will. And how can they have their day if the criminals are running everything? Because God stops the criminals. Psalm 37. And, and you know, he, he's always changing all the different things that are going on. So I've, I've made a prediction a while back that, say, the Alex Jones, you know, and that goes for Rogan and just the rest of them will be mainstream news, and there will be this change of the guard. But then it's going to depend uh, people not falling into the same trap. Anyway, it's something I don't need to worry about. Love to see. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know about you know going to the stars and all that because I, I am the stars. I don't need to go to the stars. I am the stars. I am the sun. I'm the moon. I'm everything that ma- that God made. So now, where do I go? <laughs> anyway. It was great talking to you guys and give you a little update. And, you know, I think as we go forward, I've got something to say. I mean, I got involved in the Maui thing. Looks like the bad guys stole the land and got away with it. Poor people. Uh, Terrible travesty that happened in Maui. And it's hard for me to believe that Steven Tyler, you know, getting into a little gossip here was actually celebrating on Maui uh, the beginning of the New Year's. It, you know, like the cel- celebrities are waiting for all that fervor to die down so they can go have a celebration. Um, Sammy Hagar, too. Ma- you know, Maui is a big uh, place for the people who have arrived, the people who have won, and and all that. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and go. I'm not going to say too much more about it, I don't care whether they party or not. It's just that parting in Maui after what happened is—I think it's a little insensitive, would you, I mean, to say the least. It's, you know, certainly. Um, I love Maui. Well, I used to, but I don't think I like it now. God bless you, each and every one, and may you each have a healing in Jesus' name. And may you each have a miracle in Jesus' name and be able to speak it or present something that happened that God did to show how God works from the outside in. Right? Salvation comes from outside. Outside in. And then manifests within like a big tree or something, you know, called faith. And uh, I'll see you next time. Got to find some kind of a song to go out on. I haven't done a podcast in a while, but I've just caught up with you. And uh, well, this goes back to prophecy wars. So I'll see you next time. God bless. Yeah, let's keep praying for each other. What? What are you telling me? They lie. What for money? How much money are you talking about here? Lie and say it's from on high. Oh, you can't be yeah. serious about that. Well, what when you tell me? They lie? What, for money? How much money are you talking about here? <laughs> they say God says. When God did not say. Sure, I really care about this because it just seems it's all commerce. It's a hell of a thing, really. I just thought of it the other day. Yes, I said that in the name of the Lord. Tomorrow is your last day. Oh, I'm still year, prophet. From, from it. it. I can see I'm getting into this racket. I mean, you know. How much money were we talking here, about? Folks, you have the jackpot. You only have to be right, like, once a year, and then you can coast. Yeah, maybe you just coast.